Started recording. Okay. Okay. Where do I start from? Um. So we are just continuing the the book. Death of about, Yep. The book. Um, of yeah, Ivan. and essentially, it's not. Yeah, it's not until the end that he realizes that the whole purpose of life is to not cause any suffering, because because he lives such an inauthentic life himself and was always searching for happiness in like external factors he it just led to his own suffering and that's why he essentially took it out on others mm. and when he realizes that um you know death is essentially unavoidable he comes to terms with it and that's when that's when he realizes you know not to not to cause harm and to instead just accept a more authentic way of living and to accept that we're just going to die and to make the most of it essentially to do what makes you happy not what makes everyone else happy because like if it's it's essentially saying like if you were to always live life based on what everyone else wanted like you're not going to feel happy in yourself and so um that will only cause external suffering for other people essentially yeah but yeah, it's a re- it's a really deep book. Like, it's one that's gonna be like, I don't know. Like when I finished it, I was just like, I, how do I go on? Um, that's a really interesting book because that will, you know, all these books that are written by great writers. Are, yeah. I think they they are must read because they they've already been to we probably what we're going through right now. So they're basically giving us yeah. a rhythm of what what you could what kind of life you can live now. Um, it looks like you changed. Oh shoot! Oh okay. Oh, she's mm-hmm. ready. I think. Yeah. So how do we add? Uh... So have you found it? The email. Yeah, otherwise I can do it. Um, oh, I found her. Yu Chen Wu, she's got a picture on me. I'll say yes. But I like, I feel like, so I've been watching a lot of like, you know, you know, those TikTok videos. Yeah. And, um, like, I feel like a lot of people are, like, going through this whole um, epiphany, essentially, where they're realising, like, it's all about just internal happiness. And it's just about, like, just, like, it's just talking about, essentially, how we should all stop living, like, searching for happiness. Like, you know, like, it's like you search for happiness as, like, a destination. Yeah. Like you could just view it more as like in sometimes in life you feel happy and sometimes in life you feel sad and sometimes you feel angry, but it's just all like part of the human experience. It's not really like, it's not like you're going to get a, you know, your dream job one day and that's you, that's your happiness. That's, that's it. You know, it's essentially going to be like, like if you're not feeling happy now, where, when are you going to, like, when are you going to find it? I'm like, oh my god, that's so true. So, so you're saying TikTok is this platform that 
people use now to express that? Yeah, like a lot of people, I don't know how I ended up on, because essentially like it tailors the videos that you see on the For You page. Um, I think I think it's based on an algorithm, like based on the stuff you like, as well mixed in with other stuff. But there's a lot of stuff about like the law of attraction mm. and about like how if you really want something and you really believe in it and, you know, you really truly believe in yourself that you can really achieve a lot of things. Yeah. Even though even though you think it's so far out of reach, it's like if you just focus on, you know, the higher reason rather than focusing on the applause of like what everyone else around you is going to say about it, they reckon that it's like that's how you're going to have, you know, that's how you're going to feel more fulfilled. Mm. But because it's like, like I think it's just natural to always seek out like other people's opinions or what they think or what like your expectations are you know that are set upon you like it's just it's just conventional stuff like it's not like it's but it can be changed you know what I mean like if you view it differently then you don't have to conform to those expectations like you can instead choose to do what makes you happy because no one's going to know what makes you happy besides you really yeah and also sometimes it evolves it it evolves too so like for Mm. example all those tiktokers that do you know, dance moves. You still there? Yeah. The I'm here. Dance moves, um, cooking, comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so once they get a lot of audience and a lot of likes, and then the, and because of what you started at, in um, um, in a, in TikTok doing these activities, once you build a yeah. big audience, then audience started to make the set of expectations from you based on what you've done in the past and yeah and, and then sort of like later on it's, it's the reverse is happening where instead of you expressing yourself now they pressuring you to do to, to ex- expect you to do things based on what they they think they know about you based on what you did in the past but because you're a person evolving continuing improving you may yeah. change things and then oh my god! You know, what is so that is so true. And uh, so I was literally okay. So I read this post yesterday. Um, there's a like an online sort of psychologist that I follow on Instagram, and she was and she posted. So she usually posts like quotes, essentially, right, talking about like healing and all that kind of stuff. And yesterday she decided to post a a photo of her, like just a selfie, just yeah. a you know a portrait photo of her essentially and she just talked about I think it was talking about how she was feeling or something like that and she got a lot of uh, she said she said like hundreds of people unfollowed her she posted this to a story and it was talking essentially literally what you said about how all these people because she's a content creator they expect so much from her and they expect her to only post these quotes. But she Mm. said, I'm a human being and I'm, I'm evolving essentially and experiencing all these different emotions and I'm experiencing different, different things daily. And it's like some, like I want to be able to post based on what I'm feeling and I shouldn't have to post based on what people are always expecting of me. Yeah. Because she said it's essentially going to drain her if she was to do that. But she, oh, I, I'll see if I can find the post. But like, it's literally spot on <laughs> to what you're saying. Um, I thought that, but you know, funny enough, after that, she deleted the photo of her. Really? And I was like, why? 
Oh and no! She gave in. She gave no, in. She gave in. You have to stand your ground because because if you don't if you don't stand your yeah. ground now, basically you're compromising a little bit of your convictions. And then once yeah. you start doing that, what else can happen if you start doing that? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So like, where is it? Okay, I'll send you the, I'll send you the, like, so she deleted, I think, I think the 24 hours has passed since she posted that thing, but she's just shared recently this, um, this post, and I think, yeah, and I think this is essentially what it's saying. Yeah, so it's like, I'm not here to be consumed, is what, is what they're saying, so like, wait, I'll show yeah. you. This isn't the exact one she posted, so this is what she shared of someone else that posted this, um. But yeah, I just sent it to you on on Instagram. Oh yeah, cool. Um, okay, she needs to find her password. So. Where is she based? Um, okay, wait, the that one. So I'm not sure who that one is, but the one that I that was I'll send you the girl that I was following. So she's a therapist, not and a writer, not a psychologist, but um let me see. This is the one No, oh, sounds like an American. So she's a life coach. Um, the so that girl, I don't, I don't know that one. That's just the person she shared from. But this is the actual person here. Her name is Lisa. That I just um sent you. Hmm, makes sense. I like to follow some of these people because they offer a sort of different way of looking at how to improve yourself or how to be a better person so that you can be better for yeah. others. A lot of um, things that we discuss in ethics are based in metaphysical concepts of normative ethics, where you can you basically all these people are sharing they have foundations 
and right. most of the time the foundations go back to the Greeks and the natural philosophers. Um, mm -hmm. And there, we were discussing normative ethics, which basically you should pick one of these frameworks, and then you can yeah. build on it. Like um, <clears throat> you can either use natural law, which basically means you, natural law ba basically assumes that there's a god, and then then the god has given human beings a set of laws, rules to follow, because that's why it's called natural yeah. law, which makes sense because you know wherever you go, whether Europe, Asia, America, we know that it's it's not right to kill someone. It's universal. Yeah. So I think with those things, like those things, it's 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 not right to steal, to kill, um, to cheat, to lie. All these things, <clears throat> these are all universal. And then it makes sense for someone to use natural law as a framework for their lives on, on to guide their lives on decisions yeah. then um that's one framework and then other framework was virtue ethics which basically they have they use the virtues to guide their lives so like virtues of justice temperance prudence so they use these virtues to guide them so whatever decisions they face with they go back to this virtue. Okay, is it is it achieving this virtue? Is it not achieving this virtue? And then, oh, okay. and then the other one was um, the ontology, which is basically just a set of rules. So you you have rules, you set rule, which is which is funny because those rules may be based um, on morality or maybe maybe based on positive law, which is which is what people decide to to have like you know <clears throat> some some things are illegal in some countries some things are not because the people yeah. decided for that something to be illegal so it's it's like a it's like a rule that's not based on natural law people just decided it's illegal it's yeah like a collective decision collective decision from but then, society essentially yeah, yeah but then it's a rule you have to follow it and have no choice but is that correct? Yeah. Um, so that's that's another. It's kind of like what's so like, yeah, like gay marriage, for example. Is the unless yeah. that's the first thing that came to mind. I'm sure there's others, but like yeah. it's obviously illegal in certain countries, whereas here it's like well, it was illegal, but we voted to have it amended, so yeah. now it's legalized. Yeah. But so whereas yeah, so, so it's because we because a majority wanted it. Yeah, majority wants it. If majority does, if majority wants it, does that make it? Yeah. Does that is it make it right? Does it make it? Um. Just because something is legal doesn't make something right, right? Yeah, I think like I mean I don't I feel like it's hard to you know in distinguishing between right and wrong. It's essentially. Because, I mean, think about back, you know, think about 200 years ago or even 100 years ago, the stuff that was happening. It's like, you know, if you look at it now, it's sort of like you think, oh, my God, like, how was that possible? Like, how was that legal? But yeah. it's like you you live your life based on your experiences and the way you perceive the world 
um, subjectively. So it's like, you know, maybe that's just the way everyone thought at the time. And it's like as more progress happens, more and more people view things differently. And then it's like that's how we evolve, I guess. Yeah, that's true. That's actually true. Yeah. So I feel like, I don't know, I guess that's why it's sort of like when people are like, oh, this person is a bad person. It's like, are they a bad person or like have they just, you know, it's like, I don't know, like I feel like it's a hard distinction between yeah, who's a good person or who's a bad person. It, it's hard to, like even during the time of Galileo where he invented the telescope, he was the yeah. one who invented the telescope. And and he was also the one who said the that the Earth was not the center of the universe. Ah, the sun was not the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. Was it the center of the universe? No, the Earth, because what at that time I think Catholics believe that the Earth was the center. Right. Because they weren't in it. The people in it. It's important. Mm-hmm. You, you supreme the human beings are the highest. Um, form of life on it that therefore it's the center of the universe but then Galileo said no it's not the center of the it's the sun that's the center of the universe and then invented yeah. telescope but then they persecuted him I think they banned him and ex- ex- excommunicated him from the Catholic Church oh, and wow. they based on that decision at that time at, at that time they believed that the earth was the center of the universe so for them it was a it was a heresy for someone mm. to that um yeah it's mm-hmm. yeah i mean life is just so crazy sometimes yeah like i'm like how how is it like that we just we exist and then you know because your your they knowledge people's knowledge at that time was limited so if that can happen then mm-hmm. it could be happening right now that our knowledge is limited and then that, 50 years, 100 oh, years from now. That kills me that our knowledge could be limited. Yeah, 100 years from now, what we think now may not be valid anymore because of new knowledge. Um, they might, yeah, they might be looking at us 100 years from now thinking, what a bunch of loony tunes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but it's like to us, we're like, we're essentially like the center of everything. Like we just think we know most of it, but we really don't. Yeah. And then sometimes, you know, some people, oh, I know, it. Oh, I can figure this out. Like, if you, um, that's probably why, oh, what do you call this? Trying to, oh, I think I discussed this in my um, podcast too, when you're trying to understand the meaning of life. And then, mm-hmm. oh, man, that, how do you even start with that question? That's so broad. You don't, you even have to, you actually have to dissect those words, like the meaning, the life. And then the setting, what is it bound is space and time. What, what, when you say what the meaning of life, does that, um, does that mean life now or life in general or life, the life yeah. or the life, will, what will life be a hundred years from now? So you know, like existentialism. Huh? Sorry? You know, existentialism. Oh yeah. Yeah. You mentioned this last time. Yeah. Oh, did we talk about this on the podcast? I yeah. Extensionalism. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. So yeah. like it's. I mean, Refresh. do you think? Do you, do you think? Do you think that um, 
there is a meaning or like do you think or do you view it more like I mean I personally kind of look at it as we're really not as significant as we might want to think we are and there really might not be a meaning for the most part but in, to that extent like you could either look at it from a depressing view and be like oh there's no meaning like why bother doing anything I'm just going to be you know I'm just going to be dead soon anyway like I'm just going to not do anything or you could just look at it as well for some odd reason you know we're one of however many billion people there are now um who got to be here and so we're going to die and so literally nothing matters so we may as well just do what makes us happy and yeah. try to make life good for everyone else as well so like yeah I think I think I don't know yeah that's uh and that's also because of um see that's that's one way of looking at life yeah um because it's up to you to create it's up to you to create meaning right is it up yeah. to you or you have to fight because i think do you have to create meaning or do you have to find a meaning i think you have to create it like to the to ex like for example you might say okay like all i want in life is to help other people and um and be fulfilled by working in a career that I know is going to change someone's life or I don't know, like you could just find whatever and you can cling on to that meaning and that's yours. And essentially if you, if you fulfill that in your life, then you're going to be content, right? Cause you think, well, that's I've my purpose. But like, I guess if you kind of, I don't know, like I feel like if you search for meaning, it's like, where are you going to find it? Yeah. You might spend your whole That's life true. just searching, just searching and searching and searching, but only to be like, oh, I don't know what it is. So, so basically to solve the problem is just basically to create, create it and then you solve the problem of, yeah. of um, because this issue with searching to create a problem. And then the next question would be when you create a meaning for yourself, where do you start? Where do you look? Where do you look? I guess you try to find, like, I think you have to sit down with your thoughts, which is, like, human beings struggle with that, right? Like, if you think about it, we always have to be reading or on our phone or, like, doing something. Like, uh, like how often do you find yourself just sitting there and, like, meditating and just sitting there with your thoughts and just hearing yourself out without any distractions, Yeah, I had had been done that for a while. Yeah, but it's like I guess like in those moments you would – that's when you kind of – like I feel like, you know, you've got like your inner self that's like deep inside you and like – like because you know how they say like you're not your thoughts because you're just a person that has thoughts but it's like they're not necessarily true. Like you could be – like you might think in your head like, why is that person wearing blue? Like, I don't like the color blue. And it's like, you would never say that. And then you think, oh, that's not like, why am I? Yeah, it's true. You know, it's just like, it's just a thought. It's like, it's just like a, like a subconscious thought almost, but it's like, it's not really you thinking that it's just something that like, like someone around you hates, hates that color and always says that, for example. And then it's just like engraved into your brain. And so then it's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think um, I think that would 
point to maybe the existence of a soul in a body where the soul is yeah. from the body but they're in one but the, it, it's a one person but then that person is made of a soul in a body because sometimes your sense your senses your sensory abilities may not necessarily yeah. connect with your soul with what your soul wants or with what your what soul wants to go yeah so sometimes there's a disconnect yeah um so i think you have to find that connection with like yeah just deep inside which is which is hard because you have to like you know i mean i don't know if you've ever tried meditating but it's like when you're first starting out it's it's hard because you have all these like thoughts that pop into your head and you have to acknowledge them as thoughts and let them sort of flow but while still trying to get to your higher self essentially yeah but I think, yeah, I think in those moments you'd be able to sort of find, I feel like, you know, deep down you would know what you want or, like, if if something didn't feel right, you would, like, if something wasn't making you happy, like, you would know that. Yeah. And I think, like, yeah, if, if you lived it authentically, then, then I feel like, yeah, you'd probably be, you know, it's just like a more fulfilling feeling, I think. Yeah. But I've achieved this, by the way. Like, I'm abs- I obviously haven't. So I'm definitely just talking from how I should be seeing things. Um, but, yeah, I guess it's, you know, we have a whole life ahead of us to sort of figure things out. But each day brings us closer to that to that moment. So. That moment, yeah. And one more question would be, like, now that we're starting to talk about thoughts, where do you think, thoughts come from do they actually come from then the things like from the things around you or they can they come because some people believe that um it's gonna what do you call this like this is where the whole free concept of free will comes from so mm-hmm. so it starts with our thoughts so if you think that our thoughts um came from nowhere from inside you you just think about it which is it's just possible yeah. another possible theory is that thoughts can come from things around you stimuli around you like people around you or things that yeah, you like hear um that's another theory yeah. and then the third one would be um like a divine power or like a god that gave you these thoughts so Maybe we should explore that and then how, how thoughts come about. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes it's like your brain decides this is it. Like here are some thoughts for you to think about. And like make you feel right before you go to bed. Like it strategically comes, I feel. But it's like in those moments, it's like I wish like you knew where they came from because then it's like you could try to because it's hard to control your thoughts, right? Like it, like right now, like you just think whatever in your head and it's, yeah. like, it's not like you can really fully have that control. So does that mean um, that you don't have a free will then because you don't have control of your thoughts? But you can you can control it to some extent, but you can't control yeah, I, the, yeah. the start of it. It's hard because, like, you know, like a lot of people experience anxiety, right? Yeah. And it's like, 
the problem with anxiety is like it just makes your thoughts go constant 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 so the thing with that is you have to pick a like you have to recognize in that moment like and so learn coping mechanisms essentially to deal with those thoughts and it can be through medication it can be through therapy but like they'll teach you essentially your head you have to either it is and let it go or you just have to sit there and you'll and feel it you know until it kind of disappears and so it's like yeah I don't I don't know I don't know if it's if it's free will but I feel like it is to some extent but not fully yeah I don't think it's fully because I don't think I think there have been many times where I've wished I could turn it off but I definitely couldn't but you can't yeah it's kind of hard to yeah um this is this is where the whole neuroscience comes in where once you start something once you start an action it's pretty hard to to stop at what point where you want it to stop therefore you lose the concept of free will because once you start the ball rolling it's kind of hard to stop it to a point where you want it to stop yeah that's what the argument of the neuroscientist i think about against free will but then if okay. you are, but if you're against free will that means that that means we're just machines because we're just uh, functioning based on uh, preset rules or agenda yeah. But then the people who believe that there is free will is that you have control of everything. Not everything, but you have control of your actions, including your thoughts. Because yeah. when, you, when you have free will, you can exact culpability, like responsibility. Otherwise, how do you convict criminals if they don't have culpability? Or would just, they're just going to say, oh, it wasn't me. I didn't have any free will. Well, you can't send them. I feel I feel like thoughts to some extent are separated from your actions because thoughts are just things that run through your mind, right? But your actions are what you choose to do essentially. So I feel like you have free will to your actions for the most part. I mean, like I feel like certain things in life, like we quickly blame people for, but yet we don't look at like all the other stuff for it. Like, so say for example you might just look at someone and be like oh wow like you've you know sold drugs in the past and you've stolen I don't know stolen money for example from from people or something but it's like people never look at it as well like what was that person's upbringing like did they you know did they come from a safe from a safe home or did they experience a lot of trauma as a child or you know, there's, like, all these, like, things that come with it. And so, like, in, we're just quick to judge and be like, oh, no, like, this person, like, we're not going to associate with this person because they've, they've done all these things. But then it's, like, to some extent it's, like, I feel like certain, you know, you know, like that whole nature versus nurture question. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I mean, that adds to the complication of it. But it's sort of like... Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, yeah, it's free will, but to some extent it's like, are we only, like, do we only know certain things because of the way 
Like, are we just privileged in the way we got brought up and the way we live now? Like, some people might not have the same options as us, so it's like they do have to make a decision that that we might not agree with, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. That's why sometimes I think judges make allowances or, yeah, allowances when they make judgment and they take into account these circumstances and their upbringing of the people yeah. who have committed a crime because that also contributes to that person, this you know, the, the state of the person's men- mentality or, or state of affairs of that person at the time of, of um, when they committed the crime. So yeah. that's one, yeah, that's one way they take that into account. But then, but then you have to draw the line where you say, oh, no, we, we can allow you up to that extent. But after that, yeah, you know, um, so because it's it's because as much as you want to use that argument to to give leeway or allowances for those people, yeah. you have to set a boundary where you say, OK, up to that point, everyone's equal. Whatever you've done in the past or whatever your upbringing is, everyone is equal yeah. under the like in the eyes of the law. Um, up to, yeah, that's true. Um, which is, it's not really like if you think about it in the overall scheme of things, everyone has different upbringing, experiences, mm-hmm. different people. Um, they, um, you know, there will be good places to to bring up your child. There will be bad places to bring up your child. It's just. It's just, I suppose, how the world works. Because um, yeah. otherwise, everyone would be living exactly the same. I mean, just imagine yeah. people exactly, exactly living in the same circumstances. Same. It's like it's like everyone's living the same life. Yeah. Kind of life. Imagine how boring that life um, that life is if if you yeah. will live um, that kind of life. Um, That's true. I always just think that. Why? Why were we lucky? Like, why do we get to live here? Do you know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? Like, it's like, why do some people have to have such horrible, horrible lives that it's like you wouldn't wish it upon anyone? Mm. But like, and then the rest of us, well, for the most part, like those of us who are living here, it's like we don't we don't really know how good we have it until you think about these things. But but then I was like, think- we're very lucky. yeah, that's a good point and. Um, I was thinking about uh, I was I thought about those things and and I and I think my answer to that would be if we didn't have pain if we didn't have if we did not have suffering or poverty or sickness we won't be able to feel compassion feel kindness mm-hmm. feel mercy feel sympathy empathy yeah. we don't have all these things. And if you don't have these feelings of of sympathy and compassion and etc., you wouldn't be a complete person because you're not able to to use these feelings to show our sympathy to another human being. And then everyone yeah. would be the same. How would and how you exercise those emotions? Um, yeah, that's true. It's just part of the reality I think that has to exist. Um, it's just. It's, it's just to feel sorry for those people who are on the other side of that reality. Um, yeah. But but then they have to exist. Otherwise, we won't be 
you won't be able to complete the um you know that set of of reality including emotions and emotions yeah. are part of that reality yeah that's true yeah that's the thing and i guess like with compassion like i feel like i don't know i feel like we, we gain more as you experience more things and as time goes on and as you open your eyes to like other situations like when you're not really just thinking about you when you realize like when you look at the grand scheme of things, that's when it helps you, I think, be more compassionate. Yeah. But, you know, like in life, there's always going to be someone that has it better and some than you and someone that has it worse than you. And I think, yeah, you just have to be grateful for, yeah. for what we've got, I guess. Crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, but it's like it's just striking because if you look at you know um the statistics for like how many people feel depressed or anxious or things like that it's like the statistics are quite high even though we're living in a first world country oh yeah um and some people say they um that they lack meaning because they lack yeah. meaning, they they um they they aimless. They don't know where to go, and then yeah, and because they don't know where to go, there's no destination. They the only destination they can think of is ending it, because that's a destination itself. So that's what happens yeah. when you don't have a purpose or meaning in your life, because you don't have something to aim for. If you get wake up in the morning, if you don't have something to aim for, then what's the point, right? That's why it's, yeah, exactly. it's almost imperative for you to create meaning, as you said before. Don't yeah. find it, just create it. And then when you create it, you establish a purpose in your life and you've got something to aim for when you wake up every day. Yeah. And that's I think, true. I think, I think that's, yeah, the meaning is one of the, the, I think, yeah, it's one of the most major reasons why a lot of people do feel quite, quite sad because I feel, yeah, it's hard to, I guess, just try to like find the purpose in getting up every day when you know that like for example like I mean if you're not religious and you don't believe that there's anything after this it's like when you're suffering so much you don't really have you know like if you were religious and you believe that you can get into heaven after this at least you have that you know you have that hope of like oh there'll be heaven one day like it will get it'll get better but it's like without that without that hope like and you just think, oh, like this is it. Like I'm just gonna suffer, and then that's yeah. that's it. I just don't exist. And it's like it's hard to find, I guess, um, that hope that you would feel if you did believe in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and exactly that's the point of of education, where being open-minded and and be willing to, I think, because if you only have one model, like framework. When you yeah. make decisions, then you're limited to that framework. You you can't think of anything else. Like for example, as you said, if you if you have another framework which, which is religion, then you have another framework to use when yeah. you face with the dilemma or with a problem, um, because you don't you're just not limited to one model or one framework. That's why yeah. if you use that same concept. You got the one framework, you got religion, and maybe there's other frameworks. So it's important to open open up with with other possibilities of or frameworks you can use you can have you know as you said before normative ethics natural law there's a lot of 
models that you can use to form to to maybe you you can use as guide in your life in making decisions. Um, and I th and I think it's important to be open-minded, um, and not really because some people are close-minded when they when they when they already embraced one belief system or two, then they shut off. Yeah. They don't um, and they don't listen to other uh, things anymore. And I think yeah. and I think that contributes to the problem because if you don't listen to other um, beliefs anymore how do you know that your belief is valid or it's true if, if it's yeah. tested by arguments or by questions by by other religions and that's also how you how you establish that what you believe is actually true by by having yeah. these questions um, from other places or religions um, yeah and yeah, as you said before, the the people who may be depressed or maybe committed suicide—I don't know—maybe just to just um, at that time they were just focused on the on the things in front of them. That they can't yeah, because I think like when you're actually, I feel like when you're actually in it, it's like you know, it's like an illness. It's like it's no different to it being a physical. It's like yeah, once you're in it you know, it's sort of like you're trapped. It's not like it's not like you can just pull yourself out and be like, oh, it's all good, guys. I'm going to be fine. Um, you know, I'll I'll find something. It's all good. It's usually like that's it. Like they've trapped, they're, they're trapped, you know. There's no, there's not one feeling of like, wow, it's going to get better. It's just like it's just all going wrong essentially. Yeah. And I think. Yeah, I guess, like, you know, based on your coping mechanisms as well as based on how your brain and thing, you know, and your mind and stuff is, is handling it, I feel like, yeah, I feel like when it gets to a certain point, you know, it's just hard to, to get out of it. And I think that's why it's important to recognise it before it gets to a certain point. Yeah, yeah, but it's true. like sometimes you might not recognize it, but people around you, the people that are close to you around you, I feel like, you know, that's when you need to be aware, like, of how your your yeah. friends are acting. You that's know, when you notice man. there's a slight change, yeah, reach out, like, and, you know, I feel like that's another thing. Like, people isolate themselves when they, when they do experience things because it's such a human, you know, it's such like a human condition to just isolate yourself and distance yourself from people when you feel a certain way like if you feel uncomfortable or sad or anything like rather than reach out we just choose to distance ourselves and try to cope with it but it's like when we do that we only end up feeling more isolated mm. yeah and then like yeah so I feel like it's important to that's why yeah it's really important to reach out and make sure like people know that you know you're, you're there essentially yeah yeah that's actually that's absolutely a great point um, because when you like well like I do with you with my friends when I've got yeah. something that I'm at I have doubts like if I'm faced with a problem or a dilemma and I have doubts I found that it's always better to talk to someone because yeah. they want to have a different perspective they can give an objective comment or opinion about or about your issue or problem um, yeah and, and that really helps yeah. yeah for sure because I think when you're talking to yourself in your head 
it's a very harsh it's very harsh essentially like you you wouldn't give yourself as much compassion or as much empathy as you would someone else like if I came to you with the same problem that you had you know you would probably be more harsh on yourself than you would on me whereas you'd probably say hey it's okay like it's no big deal kind of thing but really to yourself it's like it's eating you up that's true but so when you yeah, talk I, about yeah. it I feel like yeah it opens up and I feel like yeah when we open up that level of conversation it's like it helps you all the stuff that makes you feel overwhelmed it, it eases some of it I think yeah and I think it's it's harder for men maybe except me mm-hmm. but men generally <laughs> generally it's hard for them to to open up with someone yeah and I know it hasn't been an issue with me um but but I think it's it's important that something that has has really to be worked on. Um, yeah. um, you just have to. I don't know what's. I think because it's it's the, it's the figure of being maybe a father or uh, because they have masculine masculine masculinity. I can't say it. Um, they think that if yeah. they open up, they make them makes them look soft or not strong enough. Which is not really yeah. true. Um, opening it up is something that you it's actually a sign of courageous because you you you're brave enough, you're courageous enough to open up what you really experiencing or undergoing at that time. Um, yeah. rather than actually withholding it upon yourself and isolate yourself. Um, I think it's the opposite. That it's actually a sign of, of courage when you open up and you're saying, I have an issue, you know what you think about is. Yeah, that's so true. And I feel like sometimes we think, like, our issue is just something that is exclusively happening to us and we don't think that, like, we just think, oh, like, I'm alone in this. Like, I'm the only one feeling this way. But it's, like, when you reach out and you talk about talk about these things, that's when you realise, like, oh, like, oh, you, you felt the same way that I have. And it's, like, it's almost comforting. Like, it's not comforting that, you're, that you know, you're, someone's experiencing the same bad things that you are but it's just comforting to the fact that it's like oh like you know how i how i feel in a way yeah and i feel like that that brings you a level of comfort exactly yeah so people yeah i think like with toxic masculinity it's like this whole thing of like oh i've got to be macho and i can't i can't like you know i can't cry or i can't um let out my feelings but it's like no like you should i mean we're all you know it's just like being female or male, I feel like doesn't change that. It's like you can still, you're still a human being at the end of the day. It's like underneath all that, take yeah. away, you know, take away the gender side of things, and it's like, yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. It's it's getting better these days, um, but yeah. imagine what it was like 200, you know, 100 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Where, uh, you know, uh, empire during the times, of, I don't know. Renaissance empires, um, one empire of, um, overthrowing another, you know, during those 18th, 17th centuries where, yeah. where you know, you really well, have I wonder, to do did, did they feel sad then? Like, did they feel the same stuff that we're feeling now? Or have we gotten here as a society because of the way we've progressed? It's a difference this net, because these days everything is pretty much established. 
So what yeah. we, what sadness now is different from their sadness. Sadness for them maybe could be, you know, losing someone in the family in the war when they're trying to invade another country. So yeah. sadness now is like someone just instead of getting a hundred likes, you get only two likes. That's that's sadness these days, you know. And instead of getting yeah. two hundred views, you only got three views. That's probably what sadness represent these days. Um, so That's it's more true, like yeah. social, um, social acceptance, oh. social response. Yeah, that's the whole thing, isn't it? Like external externalities. So how you say it? Externalities. Um, yeah. Externalities. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just all based on the we like we want it approval, but why? Hmm. Yeah. So the concept of sadness is still there. It's just it's just how sadness is manifested in 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 that society or in that setting at that time compared to now um in a way the diff i don't even know if you call it sadness because it i don't know i don't know if you studied semantics i don't know does that the definition change just because the setting changed or just because the people changed or the essence of the word still there it's just the manifestation of that word in a particular setting, time, space and time changing. Yeah. I guess, it, yeah, like it's like now we have more recognition for certain things. Like I feel like, you know, I don't know how many years ago, but like you wouldn't know, like you wouldn't go to a doctor and get diagnosed with a mental illness. Whereas now they, they know, they know all these things. And it's like, but it's like, I guess they they would have, maybe they would have felt it, but it just wouldn't have been recognised for what it is. Whereas now we have, like, terms for everything, and so we yeah, sort of know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you think about, like, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they would have. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I don't know how, how long these terms have been around or how long we've known about these disorders. Yeah, because. But I feel like it. I don't yeah. feel like it's been around for that long. Yeah, because you know when you when you feel something, mm-hmm. or when something happens, that reality ha- happens in itself. But we only we only have limited words to describe it. Sometimes, like in a particular society or setting, or, t- or at that time maybe. Um, yeah. but now that we have that that language evolved, the introduction of more words based on the combination of uh, words from different languages, then you have this word that's more specific specific to describe a particular feeling or situation. So it's getting Mm -hmm. narrowed down, narrowed down, specific, because language evolved, because technology evolved. And also also affects the way we think, because sometimes we, we describe something as A, but what we actually really mean based on what actually happened was a and a little bit of B, but then because uh-huh. we only have a word to describe A, then we use that because we don't have a word to yeah. describe A and a little bit of B, and and then and then because language evolved later on, then then we may have another word, completely new word, to describe A and a little bit of B. But then when you read something, a book that was written at that time, you think that uh-huh. you're reading it like what you would interpret now 
but what it actually meant 100 years ago is different. So sometimes understanding of something is not totally correct or accurate. Um, uh -huh. we, we may have the essence of the main arguments, of the main ideas of the author or the writer, but yeah. we may not fully comprehend what they're trying to say at that time. That's true, yeah. That is very true. Um, your What we said essentially about like language evolving, it reminds me of um, of this book um it's called, do you know margaret atwood yeah what's so, that um i'm just checking the book she's essentially like a canadian a canadian writer um okay. i think you mentioned this to me once. but yeah um i'm just trying to think of the book but i want to see if i can get a certain part of my essay up because it's essentially talking about what makes us Okay, so it's about the whole separation. All right, we, so the class was about the Anthropo, Anthropocene era. And it was essentially about how if we have an anthropocentric worldview, which is, and do you know what the Anthropocene is? What's that? It's essentially like the time period where our, our Earth essentially has been affected by human-induced actions. Oh, okay. So. So we're currently so if we if we do uphold an anthropocentric worldview, then it's sort of like viewing humans as above like we're viewing ourselves as being above animals and being above nature. Like we view ourselves as the center. Like yeah, above antro, antro means human and then centering apocentric, yep. Yeah. So whereas if we but but like they're saying like it's it's dangerous to view it from that sort of worldview because um, like what actually separates us from being an animal or what separates us from nature because essentially there's a like there's a fine line between what what's like what the difference between us and human animals are for example I mean animals are for example um, so there's this certain part like so essentially like my essay I focused on writing about how Okay, so in the book, she essentially, she has, so she has humans and she's got, and then she's got like post-humans. So essentially they've taken the genes of humans and mixed it with animals and then they've, they've done like, um, I think it was like they created genes using technology. Yeah. And so why she did that was why she included those different elements was because um, it was not until – so in the post-afterlife, after essentially the whole world gets destroyed, there's only one human left. Okay. And in the difference between him and the human and animal and then, like, the, the post-human – or transhuman, I'm, I can't really remember which one was which because um, it's been like six months now. But, um, yeah, like the difference between them is like you couldn't really – like there was such a like a fine line between the difference between them. And so it was like what essentially constitutes being human. And so in my essay I talked about language. Okay, hang on. Let me get it up. I still got it because um, – it's on my computer, but one sec. Are you joining us? Um, or not? 
Maybe yeah, maybe not because if I um You're gonna I'm, sleep soon. Yeah, I'm going to bed soon, pretty tired. Um Okay. We, we won't it looks like creating a password but oh reset account now, okay. We'll see. We'll okay. have another discussion next week. So And this is like what we talked about with language and like essentially, okay, I just found this point so interesting, but this is from my essay. I'll just send it to you anyway. Um, where is it gone? Okay, one second. Um, oh, there's like a limit on how much you can send, but yeah. hang on. I'm just going to split it. Um, what have I sent you? You can just skim this. It's not really that important, but, like, I don't know. It's interesting to me. I hate that there's a word limit, but <laughs> okay, that's it. That's the main point. Oh, wait, did I send it to Yu Chen's chat? Okay, hang on. Oh my god, I just sent the wrong chat. That's right. She'll read it. She'll be inspired. She'll be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> um, okay, it has to be done like this because of the word limit, but... Wait. There's one word missing from that, but you know, doesn't matter. I promise this is not as long as it seems. Um, 
then this is the last one. And I want to text you, Chen, saying, so sorry. Okay, so basically what you're talking about language. Yeah. Said to ignore it. <laughs> crackers, crackers, crackers. So they're like the ones that were created. They were created with specific genes to survive in like a post-apocalyptic world, essentially. Yeah. So the humanism of Jimmy is linked to the cultural underpinnings that, including his sensi sensibilities, it has to be attached to a culture. Otherwise, because yeah. when he when it's removed, like he can't, like you know, when he's explaining like what's bread essentially, like they're like, what is bread? It's like he yeah, can never explain it because yeah, they'll never cool. understand it. Yeah. Better because your your expressions that terms the language is connected to that culture. Otherwise, because the way that language was developed, it it was everything. It was culture, the way you do things, the way you eat, the way you you make what you eat, how you use your flour, how you manufacture yeah. it. Um, so it's not just a it's just a language, and that's it. Language like a vacuum. Yeah. It's connected to a lot of things, and and his this is right. Yeah, it's yeah, like it just makes you think though. Like, wow, that whole novel was like, and I never like I never read it in full. Like I I read it in parts, in sections, so I didn't like I didn't get the full experience. And now I want to go back and read. And there's like a second part to the book, but I feel like you'd be pretty interested in it too. Yeah, that sounds uh, interesting to me. Yeah, it's sort of because it's essentially like arguing about like, um, you know how there are people that want to want to explore transhumanism and posthumanism and stuff, and she's essentially bringing light to what will happen if that was the case. Yeah, like rather than viewing it from like a, you know, from a very like this is uh, like rather than view it as oh wow it's going to be this nice grand place like it's going to be it's going to work perfectly and everything is going to be great if we do that she views it as like you know what's the dangers like what's what's going to actually happen or like what's another alternative for what could happen if we were to do that yeah so yeah she's she's actually a really good writer in the way she she does things um she's yeah very very interesting that's why they novelist, man. They they really good. I'm I'm jealous of that talent. Like I could never ever do that. But yeah, well, that's what I say now. It could be you could be a novelist tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like wow. That's a beauty of human beings. That's the beauty of human beings. He can be one thing now. He can be another thing tomorrow. That's 
true. Yeah, it only you takes. Can improve more. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Some yeah. very deep thoughts to leave us with. <laughs> I think we may have to end it at, at this at this point. Yeah. A bit tired, boss. Yeah, it's getting late. Yeah, past my bedtime now, which is um um stretch for me, but you know, anything for you and anything for the chief. Thanks, boss. <laughs> Appreciate it. And um, Sunday night chats. Sunday night chat and Ready. happy birthday tomorrow. Uh, thank you. Thanks very much. All right, cool. All right, well, good night, boss. Rest easy. I hope you don't think too so much. Let me start the recording and then we can.